Welcome to today's episode. I'm so glad that you are here. John Blevins and I had so much fun recording today's episode. We brought back two segments that we haven't done in a very long time. And we also talked about Jesus versus Mary. Fun stuff. So please hit that subscribe button. It's the best thing that you can do for podcasters. Uh, the greatest gift that you can give, a little click of your, of your uh, pointer finger on the subscribe button, unless you want to use your middle finger, and then it's perfectly fine because it's a little bit longer. That's how my dad clicks everything. Subscribe today. Enjoy the show. Welcome in Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Stroll, and that is the man only known to those who truly love him as Jonathan the Greater, the Bearded, the Wonder Boy, Mr. Blevins. How are you today, sir? The Wonder Boy? The Wonder Boy. What does that mean? I like Wonder Bread. Yeah, you look like Wonder Bread and have a personality of Wonder Bread. Think that's the nicest thing he's ever said to me. I'm doing great on this fine day. How are you? Oh, I'm doing just tremendous. And we need to jump right in. Okay. By by making everything very clear to everyone. Oh, that was trying to do a TikTok transition there. Keep going. I'm too old to know what TikTok is. I know. And you're too old to be on it, but that's mm. a whole other subject. <laughs> we all know. No, I don't know if we all know. Did you did you know that I'm a grad school dropout? No, but I would be surprised to learn that you went to school at all. Exactly. That is what's <laughs> most surprising to people. You, you have, you're just correct today. It's just so your often, patience. Just your, like, you're a smart guy. It's just your patience level. My patience level? Yeah, I just have a hard time picturing you as an adult sitting in a classroom. So here's the thing. <laughs> some of the most... Boring! Well, like, that's some, what you would do. Some of the, It is what I did. I sat in the back and got in a lot of trouble. Uh, but it's because... I have some natural gifts that I thought school was boring because I picked it up in three minutes and everybody else was like, what's going on? That was you. Uh, so, yeah, but here's the thing, the patience thing. Some of the most educated people in the world are the people like that run hedge funds and are on wall street. Like they're not patient. I don't think patience and schooling necessarily go hand in hand. Okay. So sure for maybe it depends on your major, but I feel like, I feel like the people I've met who have like PhDs in theology and STLs and all that stuff are the most patient people and most soft-spoken people ever. Uh, sure. I think they're boring. Yeah, <laughs> you can say that. Uh, I think I'm quite entertaining. And I think it's because uh, I think if I would have completed my grad school, I would be less entertaining. That's what I think. I agree with you. So speaking of less entertaining, you completed grad school, correct? I did. You could call it that. You could. Call, I, I went to Fordham University online um, and did their theology program. So I have a master's in religious education with an emphasis in youth and young adult ministry. So is that like on par with the University of Phoenix? I haven't oh, it's above. That. It's above that for sure. This is Fordham, bro. This is the Fordham. So while it is Jesuit, uh, you can question the theology if you want, but the degree is legit. I'd rather you got one from University of Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> no joke. I really wanted to move to Arizona one one time. And I, I know University of Phoenix is like everywhere now, but I want, I tried to apply to be a teacher at the University of Phoenix, but I didn't do theology. So still better than your grad school degree. <laughs> but here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do. I, I want to give you the chance to prove that you are smarter than me. Oh gosh. Okay. 
first, we're going to start off with some things that I know well that and, and okay. see if you know them. And then we'll move into things that I'm- Wait, we're working. doing like a test, bro? I just had a half of an energy drink. I am still sleeping. You woke me up from my nap. I didn't wake you up from your nap. <laughs> you woke up from your nap and realized you were 40 minutes late to this recording. <laughs> I did. I felt horrible. Okay. So what, I didn't know we were doing a pop quiz. All right, yes, I'm ready. Pop quiz. Okay. Okay. So, uh, and, and I know that you wouldn't have any like uh, interaction with these schools because they're in Texas and it's very far from you. So, okay. But where I went to school, my mm -hmm. alma mater was the University of the Incarnate Word in San Antonio. That's where never, I went to undergrad. Never heard so, of it. I, I I know you have it because you don't. It's okay. To My undergrad college shut down this year, so we're on the same page. Every college shut down this year, John. <laughs> no, I mean like forever. Forever. What did you do? I did nothing. Exactly. You should have donated more. <laughs> wow. Wow. How did I know you were going there? Right. Uh, okay. The University of the Incarnate Word, and every yeah. time, I, like I, I I mentioned that, like uh, so I. On on the football team, there's the defensive coordinator is a you know is a coach that I just met this year. He's not Catholic, but he's worked with this Catholic school, so he knows like some Catholic stuff. But I said University of the Incarnate Word, and I had to like repeat it eight times because like he didn't under even understand the words that I was saying. Okay. So the University of the Incarnate Word. What does the Incarnate Word mean, John? Incarnate, carne, flesh. <laughs> Please don't clip that and put it on Twitter. <laughs> it, it's, it's already done people are reacting to it live <laughs> we're incarnation, not even... dude incarnational the incarnate word the living word so the living word so that person has a name what is his name oh jesus yes so i went to the university... that's what my tattoo is bro wait what oh well, you're showing us your muscles here on youtube <laughs> <laughs> if uh if you are watching on youtube you too had to squint to try to see John's muscles. Tattoo. Oh, muscles. Yeah, both. Yeah. Wait, what does your tattoo say? It's John 1. It's John 1, 1 versus 1 and 14. So in the beginning, wait, 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 wait. You just did. You, you just said John, John 1. 1, 1, 1. John 1 versus 1 and 14. Okay. Oh, John 1, 1, yeah. 1, 4. Got and it. do you want to know why? It's the lamest reason, dude. It's like, I got, it, it's. There was the Steubenville conference where Ike and Dolo and Matt Marr were playing. I'm pretty sure, or was the CYMC or something, and they made up a song for the conference. And maybe someone else made up the song. I don't care. I don't know. I'm sure Twitter will correct us. And it was like, it was like, in the beginning was the word, and the word was God. You remember the song? And the word was with God. And the and the word became flesh and dwelt among us and they just sang it like over and over and all throughout adoration and i was like that is the best verse ever and when i like went to go get it tattooed i realized that it was verse one and verse 14 and there was a bunch in between and right. so i just went with it so uh when you get the full <laughs> sleeve completed you'll have 14 verses I'll have the rest. across your arms I'll have the rest. so yeah uh, incarnation jesus uh, uh, it's so funny because before the show you said man Taylor, you have so much planned. And you know what I didn't have planned? You singing for 35 seconds. That was awesome. I would go for 55, <laughs> but I was worried about podcast time. <laughs> podcast time. Uh, it's not real. Podcast time isn't real, just like time itself. Okay, so we've got one school. Okay. And my alma mater, Incarnate Word, was playing in the Incarnate Word Invitational in basketball the other day. So they, just, you know, they Real quick, I'm just really glad that you asked me what Incarnate Word means and not what alma mater means. Continue. <laughs> you don't, you don't, oh okay okay but like I, I don't know what the words in latin mean but like you know the colo like yeah, 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 yeah. okay so you're playing them yes i did go to college <laughs> just just to clear that up um so they were playing another 
another team in San Antonio called Our Lady of the Lake. Who is okay. that? Well, that's Mary. Yep. Um, I don't know. See, here's the thing that we do, though, in America, because we only have one approved apparition of Mary in America. It's actually near Green Bay, Wisconsin and Champion, Wisconsin, which is crazy cool. And otherwise, but since we don't have any, we're just like Our Lady of the Brook, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Our Lady of the Hills, <laughs> Our Lady of a Lake. It's it's annoying. I don't know why when you were talking about America, you went to an Irish accent, but you know. <laughs> but yeah, so Our Lady, Mother Mary of the Lake, of the Lake. Yeah, so Our Lady of the Lake. I I lived there for four years. I found my bride there. I went to school there, and I have no idea what lake they're referencing. I really don't. But the, <laughs> But the point is, the point is, uh, the University of Jesus was playing against the University of Mary. So, so <laughs> that's a stretch, dude. The University of Jesus. Okay. No, like the, the University of the Incarnate Word. Who is the yeah, Incarnate Word? No one but Jesus. Yeah. So the, I went to the University of Jesus the Christ, okay. and uh, his mom was at a lake, and she was down the road. And I've been to the school. There's no lake in sight. So yeah. uh, they played in basketball. And I, I, so I tweeted out, I said, who, who is, who's going to win Jesus or Mary? And, uh, the outcome of the game was, uh, as I predicted, G Jesus won, <laughs> Jesus won by 13. <laughs> so, uh, and I, what I tweeted out was, uh, Jesus won by 13. So we all know what that means. And I knew what it meant. And I knew no one else knew what I meant, but these are the jokes just for me. So that a week later, I could come on the air and say that Jesus beat Mary by 13, which means we never have to pray a rosary again. We only need to pray directly to Jesus because obviously Jesus is more powerful. What say the Jonathan with a grad, grad degree from the University of Phoenix Blevins? Well, see, I, okay. <clears throat> I mean, you technically don't have to pray the rosary <laughs> anyway. Um, and, and Jesus is more powerful than mary yes uh so what what say i i think i like your joke dude <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you <laughs> and if i would have seen it i would have smashed that favorite button but for some reason i never see your tweets anymore uh, you muted me three months ago <laughs> i would i would you are a top 10 minimum maybe more follower that i follow on twitter i would never mute you oh that's so kind. I mean it too. I, I get annoyed. You, every time we're on the show, you're like, I tweeted this. And I'm like, why didn't I see it? <laughs> well, I live on Twitter. Maybe you muted words and I only tweet about the words you've muted. <laughs> yeah. I, but here's, hey, here's what I'm happened. Right. You muted Taylor Marshall and somehow Taylor got swept up in that. <laughs> yes. No, I've been blocked by him. I correct him on one thing theologically and I get blocked. Um, so, okay. Here's the thing though. A rosary. It's a funny joke. I, I don't, I don't love the rosary. Uh, we've talked about this before on the show. I don't, yep. and my, but the reason I don't love it is because I have a short attention span and repeating the same thing over and over and over seems redundant to me. And so I get distracted. The only way that I can ever prayerfully pray the rosary is either when I'm praying with my sons, I guess my daughter too, but she's only 10 months old and can't talk yet. Um, or, or, or actually trying to focus on the readings of the mysteries. Yeah. And, and, uh, but that's hard to do though. A lot of times you sit down and you just start doing it. 
and and it gets kind of uh, it just gets redundant, and I kind of fall asleep or start thinking of something else. And I've I know all the so people who are radio experts. shows during the uh, during the rosary. I've planned what I'm going to have for dinner. I've planned conversations that I'm going to have with my wife. I've planned what I'm going to do in my next video game. So like, you're I've, better. So you're better at the rosary than me, right? <laughs> well, not, I not, I don't think that was the point I was making. I think. Oh. <laughs> well, my response to your entire question in general and your joke in general. Is uh, por qué no los dos? Okay. Pray, Why not both? Pray Hooray. to Jesus and ask Mary to pray for you. Okay, so here's the thing. Yeah. Uh, we, like, growing up as a Catholic, myself, you, uh, this was my experience as, as a young man. I know that you were a young man about a decade before I was, so it's it's very di- might be very different for you. Wait, how old are you? I'm 33. I, I know, I'm 31, but you're okay. super old. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so... Growing up, there was such this emphasis, uh, like, uh, uh, in my youth group on apologetics, which is cool, right? Yeah. I learned a lot. Like, I was able to, to defend my faith, not really against other people, but, like, against myself, right? Like, every time I had doubts or I, I was like, oh, like, this makes sense intellectually. So the biggest point when it came to, like, praying to Mary, praying to the saints, praying through the saints, right, whatever, the biggest thing that always stuck out, that was always taught to us is – that it's okay to pray to the saints. It's okay to pray to Mary because they're like, it, it, it's just like me asking you to pray for me, John, right? Like you yeah. can ask, oh, like that was the biggest argument. Oh, you can ask your, you, you can ask your friends to pray for you. And like, I've talked on the show before. Like I ask people holier than me in my life to pray for me. I'll, I'll pray for something for three weeks and get no answer. And I ask Alyssa, who's my friend, who's super holy to pray for it. And it gets done in, in hours, right? Like, see, I get it. I get it. Holier people. Good thing. Here's the part that was never like, like that point was hit home over and over again. Oh, we got to defend our faith against the Protestants that say uh, praying to saints is is uh, a sin or is uh, idolatry or whatever, right? I I am I've never in my life thought that praying to saints, praying to Mary was idolatry. The biggest question that I've always had, and I've struggled with this for for a long time, is why if I if I have five minutes to pray. Why not just use those five minutes talking to the big dog? Why, why, you know, why pray at Hail Mary? Why ask St. Michael to pray for me? Why, you know, which is like, I, I say the Angelus and the St. Michael prayer every day because I, I'm Catholic. And I, even though I don't intellectually understand this concept, I know that it's good. And I know the church is smarter than me and people are smarter than me. And I'm told that this is, this is good. But it's like, if I have five minutes, why not just go talk to the boss instead of talking to you know, the COO or the C, you know, CFO. Why not go talk to the CEO, the big guy on top? Yeah. So, I, and this, I love that you're asking this though, because I, I, I say the same things all the time. I'm kind of like right there with you, but I, I but here's the two that, here's the two things that for me that help me. And the two, the two reasons that I will often pray the St. Michael prayer, if I have just 30 seconds or a minute, and I know you just said you do too, um, or Hail Mary, like the Hail Mary is for some weird reason, like my go-to when I'm scared, uh, which is never. Mom! I'm 30, yeah, I'm 33. Okay, I'm never scared. Um, but like you said earlier, like like a lot of people, a lot of people will look at Revelation to talk about like intercessory prayer, or they'll go to uh, throughout the Old Testament. There's some some passages, and I like James though, which is kind of like what you referenced without saying it in James five, where uh, we're told that the power the power of a righteous person's prayer is amazing. Like a righteous person's prayer is very powerful. And so we should pray for other people and we should ask them to pray for us. Um, and so besides Jesus, right? Like as Catholics, we believe that Mary 
like perfect. She's the, it, it's, she's the next, she's right next there in line. And so why not have her, uh, you know, take our prayer and kind of wrap it in a nice bow and deliver it to Jesus. Like he hears them the same, but does he listen to them the same? I don't know. I love, I love the wedding feast at Cana. And that's the second thing I always think of when I think of an intercessory prayer, when Jesus like kind of owns his mom in this really like, kind of like way, like a teenage way, almost like, you know, my woman, my time has not yet come. And I'm sure that's not how he meant woman. Like, oh, but it's how I used it against my mom when I heard that for I, I called dude, my same. mom that for three years in high school. Dude, woman. It is not uh, my Taylor, time. wake up. Woman, my time has not yet come. <laughs> right. But then she looks at the waiters and she's like, do whatever he says, right? And then boom, like he does it. And so like that alone for me, I mean, I, that's the 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 passage I often use when explaining intercessory prayer to Protestants is like listen, literally she, she proved that her son listens to her. Um, and, and Jesus is still her son. So that's like my basic answer. I, I we could get into fun theology on it if you want, but like, that's what, that's my go-to every time is James five and the wedding feast at Cana when, when, uh, Jesus tries to own his mom and she owns him right back. Right. And, and like, and like, like that is, you're right. Like that is the biggest story that, kind of debunks like my intellectual understanding like just i, I don't know I, I just think a lot like in businesses like i just i've just always been enthralled by business i like business like you know if i can get an audience with the ceo why not get the audience with the ceo and and you know like obviously you go down like yeah i think mary's right up there and like uh, a lot, the apostles and that sort of thing and then you have like your minor saints that are the janitor downstairs but they're still holier than me you know like that's so, like i it's like okay if you can't get an audience with the ceo try somebody else but it's like okay we can always we can always have an audience with the CEO. We can always have an audience with the Father, with Jesus, with the Holy Spirit. But like that's it's so it's so interesting because like there are these two things fighting in my head, right? Like that is my intellectual understanding. Uh, like essentially, it all boils down to for me, why not just talk to the boss? But then I have all these examples from Scripture, wedding at Cana. That's the example that proves me wrong. I have the example that I've already shared from my personal life. Alyssa gets all my prayers answered, and yeah. that I. It, it, the prayer of a righteous person. I am not righteous. So therefore <laughs> I need to ask righteous people to pray for me. And I think that's, I think that's why the church has that. It's because yes, we're all sinners, but there are people that are holier than us. People that it's been proven <laughs> that are in heaven, the saints, but then also people in our lives. It's like, ask them, ask them to pray for you and things, and things happen. So yes, sh like, should we, like, e so essentially if you're like me and you're like, Oh, why not just go straight to God? Even though that makes sense to me, the evidence also makes sense that praying to the saints, asking other people to pray for you is still a good thing. And those two things, even though they might not click in my head, in practice, they actually work pretty well together. Yeah. Yeah. And we do it and we do it in real life all the time. Like when I was a kid I, and I want to sleep over at my friend's house, I would look at my friend and be like, you got to ask my mom. You ask my mom. Like there's a better <laughs> chance she'll say yes if you ask. Like, so we, we do it all the time. And I kind of think God just smiles at us and like adores the fact that we're trying. Like, I, I really do think that every time I'm asking friends to pray for me or like asking saints to pray for me, uh, or asking Mary to pray for me, I just, I, I just picture God being like, it's adorable that how, how much you're trying here. Uh, right. Like, like if my, if my, like my sons will like Caleb will run upstairs and be like, daddy, daddy, Zachary says he needs help. And it's like, well, why didn't Zachary just come tell me? Because right. But his it's legs broken. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But it's adorable that Caleb like loves his brother and went and told me. And so I think there's some of that in there too. This like this human fatherhood, uh, you know, that God has, has made better by being divine. And I think, I don't know, I think he delights when we pray for one another and when we ask each other to pray for each other.
Well, good. I'm glad my half of a grad school degree and your degree from University of Phoenix could really come together <laughs> to tackle this really difficult point. Fordham! <laughs> we'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. So you've all heard of Liv Harrison. We're not quite sure what she is, but she has a podcast on the Forte Catholic Podcast Network called Talk to Me with Liv Harrison. And I produce it and edit it. And boy, you're welcome. She's a tough person to edit, but she has a great show. It's so much fun. Go and subscribe to it wherever you guys listen to podcasts. And also, uh, we're hitting the new year. If any of you guys are thinking about starting a podcast and would like some help with that, I'm always willing to help people. It is a big way that uh, that we run our ministry here, fortecatholic.com slash editing, to find out how I can help you create your digital content, podcast, videos, whatever you desire. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Stroll. That is Jonathan Bearden Blevins. And every time John comes on the show, there's always some kind of hot take thing. Like a year ago, last week, I saw John's hot, it was the Thanksgiving episode. All John's hot takes on Thanksgiving food and that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, if you if you missed it, go back a year correct. from a, a year ago. Always subscribe to Forte Catholic Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts or on the YouTubes and you'll find it there. Uh, so here's what we're going to do. There was a great segment that my, that the friend of the show, my friend JP Quinn, introduced like nine months ago, right before the pandemic. And then the p- pandemic happened. I forgot we did it. It's this. It was this new segment that we've literally only done once. That's a tremendous idea called Forte Mezzo Piano. So these are these are music terms. Forte means loud, which is why this show is called Forte Catholic. Mezzo is like just kind of play it kind of kind of softly, kind of in the middle, right? Um, it's like so so, and then piano, play it really quietly. And people love when you do hot takes on the show. So Thank what you. we are going to do is there are a lot of hot takes. And I'm not uh, last time we did it, these were all takes from J.P. Quinn that he got from, like, the Catholic Internet, right? He just compiled them and then shared them with us. And Allison and I uh, got to share, do we think this is a forte, a great, a great take? Do we think it's a mezzo? It's like, I don't really care either way. It's fine. It's a fine take. Or piano. I never want to hear this take. I want it to be so quiet <laughs> that I never hear it again because it's such a bad take. Okay. So, um, instead of having listeners submit these, uh, our good friends over at the Clerically Speaking Podcast, <laughs> who good usually friends is a liberal term, <laughs> usually hosted by uh, by co-host of this show, Father Anthony Sharapa, and not co-host of this show, Father Harrison Ayer, uh, everyone's favorite Canadian priest. Sorry, or, or Father Daryl Miette. I don't want to just, you know, put a knife in his back for no reason. Uh, one of the two. So uh, they have had this podcast for over two years, and they've never missed an episode. And they think they're super cool or something. I didn't miss one for three. But, you know, whatever, whatever. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, but Nicholas Sharapa, our friend, uh, who has who has been very helpful in trolling his brother on this show multiple times? Uh, trolled all of us by putting out an, uh, an a one hour episode, even on the week that uh, that Father Aris, Harris Father Arison Father <laughs> Arison Father Arison that's what I'm going to call it it's from Arendelle and uh, Father 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 Shanthony <laughs> uh, they they weren't there so Nick did three minutes of takes to start the show. 
and uh, he thinks that he's going to go unchecked, but we cannot allow this. We okay. will not allow his takes to go unchecked. So, John, you and I are going to decide if we agree with his takes, if they're just okay, or if they're terrible. Are you ready for this? Yeah, but hold on. Was it an entire hour of takes? It was three minutes of takes and then 55 minutes of the Suba Tweetologica song. <laughs> okay, that's amazing. <laughs> all right, let's do this. The best rock and roll singer of all time is Meatloaf. Piano. Why? I love that Nick loves Meatloaf. I know it's like his thing. Uh, they're just an okay band. They're just okay. Meatloaf is a, is, I think it's piano as well. Meatloaf is a better food than rock and roll singer. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I mean, I think it's, I think, I think it's a fine voice, but the best voice ever. No. I heard it and I have forgotten it. I couldn't tell you what he sounds like right now because he was that forgettable. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I mean, I don't understand what his obsession with that is. I feel like he leans into it. We, we, we have to do this sometimes on the internet. Like you say something and you say it enough and you just have to kind of lean into it. For me, 10 years ago, for me, it was Taco Bell, man. Like I, I was obsessed with Taco Bell. I'm like, I never really have actually been obsessed with Taco Bell, but I had to keep leaning into it until finally I just gave it up. There is a Taco Bell take that we were going to get to okay. in about 15 takes, but we're doing it right now. All right, let's go. <laughs> because uh, You have not seen this list. You did not listen because not. you don't listen to podcasts run by your friends, but, you know, whatever. Um, Correct. So uh, where's uh, Taco Tuesday is an evil ploy by McDonald's to reduce taco sales on every other day for Taco Bell. Ooh, that interests me greatly. <laughs> I'm going to say Forte. Shout that one from the mountaintops. I love it. <laughs> I I don't think, I do not think that this is real, but I so want it to be. So it is a Forte take from me as well. It is so creative. It It, it is uh, such a conspiracy theorist. We're wearing the wrong hats for that. We need to be wearing yeah. the tinfoil ones. But it is so funny that I will, I will Forte it as a comedic take, even if I think it's ridiculous yeah i've never heard anyone say that and i love it and i'm not surprised because i love nick uh sticking in the uh in the mexican food uh genre doritos are garbage he's just looking for attention there <laughs> uh, no one actually thinks that they have so many kind of flavors uh, piano from me dude there, if you can't find a doritos flavor you like between the taco kind the nacho cheese the, the cool ranch the hot dorito one there's so many flavors they're not all bad so uh, it's piano for me as well and i think the transition from mexican food is the most interesting part about this for me at what age were you when you realized that doritos were tortilla chips 33 I was 28. Like it was just a few <laughs> I was years today ago. years old. <laughs> they're just tortilla chips with flavoring on them. And I didn't no. realize this. No, until they're corn. No, they, they are tortilla chips. They, they are corn tortilla chips, just like you would get at a restaurant. I know. And I know you're representing pedos behind you. <laughs> they, they are tortilla chips with flavoring on them. I promise you this. And the re the way I found this out was my very Hispanic wife made taco soup and we didn't have tortilla chips and she said just put the doritos on them i was like that's gross and she's like they're tortilla chips you dummy i married a dumb person and i said you're right and it tasted amazing in my taco soup <laughs> what they're tortilla chips with flavoring on them that's all it is 
Oh my gosh, I'm shook. <laughs> so here's what you need to do. Get the Cool Ranch Doritos and dip them into salsa like you do at a Mexican food restaurant. It'll change your life. Okay. <laughs> so I'm good. shocked. I, I, it's so funny. I didn't think this was going to be the outcome of this, but it's what's happening. I'm tweeting um, it right now. Continue. All breakfast cereal is terrible. No. The piano. That's a horrible take. Uh, I am too old to eat good tasting breakfast cereal, unfortunately, or at least I've bought that lie. But oh man, do I miss Lucky Charms and Cinnamon Toast Crunch and just the milk after Cinnamon Toast Crunch. So no, that's a horrible take. I'm kind of surprised that he would even say that. I am too. And this, I love Nick to death. And yeah. I, 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 I did not know what your takes were going to be. I just want to put out there that we have agreed with him once, and it was on the joke one. <laughs> like, yeah. I, 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 I'm telling you, this could not go unchecked. We here at Forte Catholic do hard-hitting journalism, and we had to take <laughs> it to our friends over at, at Clerically Speaking. Um, and I, I, I do need to address, just for you personally, John, that uh, you have bought into a lie. What's the point of being an adult? If you can't eat the cereal, you were told you couldn't eat as a child. <laughs> uh, I know. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Like, I'll have no problem sitting down with like a pint of Ben and Jerry's, you know, and after a stressful week or month. But for some reason, like I walk through that cereal aisle and I'm like, that is horrible for me. I cannot buy it. Yeah, you're an insane person. Uh, so here's what you need. Like, you, you can't tell me like I don't eat cereal for breakfast anymore because I'm an adult, but I do eat cereal as my late night. Like dessert, my late night snack. Like you take the Ben and Jerry's. What's better for you, a bowl of Lucky Charms or a pint of Ben and Jerry's? What do you mean a pint, bro? <laughs> One serving is only a third of a pint. Yeah. When have you ever eaten a third of a pint of Ben and Jerry's? Maybe Jerry? once. Last <laughs> night I had Halo Top though, because you can have the whole pint. It's like 400 calories. I don't know what that is. Moving on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, the only good Pop Tart flavor is cinnamon sugar. Every other tastes like sewage. One more time. The only good Pop-Tart flavor is cinnamon sugar. Every other tastes like sewage. Forte, that's a fact. That's 100% true, man. The strawberry one, trash. No one actually likes it. It's uh, my favorite. The s'more one, are you kidding me, bro? Puke. S s'more went so bad. So I can't here, believe they even make the plain ones. So, yeah, great take there, Nick. Here's the thing, uh, and we see this a lot on the internet. People can have a good take, and like you said – they just stick with it or take it too far, right? If he just would have said, if you're just stating your favorite, everybody can have a favorite Pop-Tart flavor. That's fine. Unless it's s'mores. Then you're an insane person. But everybody can have a favorite Pop-Tart flavor. But saying all the others taste like sewage, I, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's true. I, 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 I would rather eat s'mores than sewage. <laughs> Not the Pop-Tarts. <laughs> come on. Come on. Uh, dogs smell bad and they're dumb. <laughs> i can just like it's funny i can't hear him because we're not like i've not met him in person but i can see him tweeting it dogs smell bad and they're dumb so not all dogs smell bad that's not true but i like the take because dogs are dumb they are i i can't stand them i'm such a cat person it's okay that's disgusting cats should never have been 
created. God made one mistake. Um, it was cats. Um, have um, you read the book of Revelation? There's cats in there, but not yeah, dogs. It shouldn't be. <laughs> I'm telling you. Like, so I love dogs. So I love dogs. All but, dogs don't go to heaven, but there is a lion waiting for you to greet you when you go to heaven. <laughs> oh my gosh, I do love that. Lions are amazing. Those kind of cats are great, but house cats are pointless. I love dogs. Don't get me wrong. I love dogs. My parents have dogs. I've grew up with dogs. I'll probably get a dog for my kids. I love them. I think Americans love them too much. And the fact that there are homeless people on the streets all over the place and we're spending thousands and thousands of dollars on vet bills for animals, I think is a crisis. You ready for this? We've been talking yeah. about food for so long. It's now ta time to talk about where we receive the, f the food of life, the bread of life. Mm. Church songs from the 1960s, 60s. Okay. They're fine. He said they're fine. They're fine. Give me three examples. I don't know. I'm Googling it. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm like, I don't know. Hymns from the 1960s. Let's see. Uh, How Great Thou Art. Uh, art uh, How Great Thou Art is the greatest song of all time. <laughs> it's a great song. Hymn of Praise is okay. Amazing Grace is good. Yeah. Turn your eyes. OG. Yeah. I, yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Everybody hates on them. Like, I, oh, Oh, the, all the 60s and 70s were terrible, but we got some great songs out of there. Like, just like uh, in some of Nick's takes, there's, even though it's a bunch of duds, there's some gems in there. There really are some gems in yeah, there. Yeah, that's a forte <laughs> take for me. Uh, it's a, They're fine. And honestly, the 90s and were what's wrong with church music, man. Uh, Waves of Mercy, Waves of Grace is an all-time hit. <laughs> All-time. Did you see the video earlier where it's like, you, yeah, you're not, no grown man can listen to Waves of Mercy, Waves of Grace, and not do the head motions. <laughs> I don't think I know it. Are you kidding me? No. You absolutely know it, and you're baiting me into doing it right no. now. <laughs> <laughs> it's is it waves of mercy, waves of grace. Everywhere I look, no. I see oh. your face. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate that song. Uh, wait, 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 wait. We got to do the Your Love Has Captured Me. I have a, I have a rod and reel. Your love has captured me. <laughs> if you're not watching on YouTube, you're missing out. Subscribe. To Forte Catholic on YouTube today. Uh, okay. Feeding geese by the pond is preserving the goose welfare state. They need to get a job. <laughs> Facts 100%. Shout it from the mountains. Uh, see, I, uh, there, I don't think you've thought about this long enough. There are implications for this for human beings. One implication for human beings. Uh, we are, are tasked to take care of God's creation. Now, I don't think that means we need to feed them Wonder Bread, <laughs> but <laughs> they are on a welfare state. We should be taking care of them. I disagree with this take. I think Geese? Piano. Yeah. We've, we've gotten to a point where they don't even taste good anymore, man. Let's get them extinct. Wait, geese don't taste good? No, only like the wild ones like that you find in the forest, man. Those ones hanging out in ponds outside of Best Buy? Nah. Shoot them. I, I think you need to uh, feed them Wonder Bread and then serve them between Wonder Bread. <laughs> I think that here's a hot take. We should shoot more animals more regularly. 100%. <laughs> You're an animal. Uh, <laughs> uh, flossing is a monthly activity at best. Okay, so while 
So I'm going to go Mets on this one. It's my first middle, which is rare because I don't usually I'm, – I'm usually never in the middle on You've something. You've never had a Metso take in your entire life. <laughs> I, I'm going to go middle, though, because I think you should floss every day, and I kind of am upset that I don't floss every day, and I probably do floss like once a week, maybe once every other week. And so I, that's why I'm going to go middle. I think you should do it daily, but it's a tough thing to remember. And so I'm going to say Metso. I'm going to say Forte. It's a great take, and here's why. It is the most Catholic take, and you actually kind of explained why it's the most Catholic take. Something you should do every day, but you don't do as often as you should. <laughs> Sounds like my Catholicism. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, pray, daily prayer. Yeah, probably should should do it more, but it, you know, it's uh, every other day, weekly, monthly. You know, during the pandemic, who knows? <laughs> uh, going to confession. You know. It's, it should be monthly would be great, right? But I think you know flossing you're supposed to do every day. We do it monthly. Confession you're supposed to do you know every month or so, and we do it once a year. You know that sort of thing. Is it bad that you said flossing and the very first thing I thought of was like the Fortnite dance? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, on your cereal takes you're 87, but on your flossing takes you're 12. <laughs> That's right. Uh, let's see. Uh, this is fun. See. Give us more. Yeah, give me more. Wrestling is real. People are fake. Okay, horrible take. Wrestling is unbelievable. It's so bad. And I honestly am surprised that anybody actually likes it. I am. I, that has been my take my whole life, too. Never got into it. Don't understand it. Bad take. Piano. 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 Uh, here's, again, I, I, think half of it's, I think half of it's true. I think the people are fake. But so is wrestling because it involves people. So it's a piano take. Boom. <laughs> All right. Last one. Last one. Measuring cars in horsepower is dumb. Measuring cars in duck power, that could get interesting. Forte, incredible take. And that's literally the perfect sentence to summarize why I love Nick. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. I'm, I'm going to teach you something else today. I already taught you. <laughs> what did I teach you earlier? Nothing. Uh, about Doritos. No, I taught you about the. Doritos. Oh my gosh, that's a shocking take. <laughs> uh, how many horse? How much? How many horsepower does a horse have, John? One. Untrue. Wait, is that true? I'm hundred percent. One horsepower for a car. One horse has fourteen point nine horsepower on average. One car. So when when car commercials say, "Oh, we have the power of five hundred and fifty horses," I'm just going to do some quick math. Okay. 550 divided by 14.9. They actually have the power of about 37 horses. <laughs> That's weird, and I don't like it, and I'm way more interested in duck power. So here's the only way that I will agree to the duck power is if one duck power equals the power of one duck. I will be in agreement yes. with this because Agreed. the horsepower thing has gone on long enough and needs to be stopped, just like Nicholas Rapa on Clerically Speaking. If you are not a fan of Clerically Speaking, after you've listened to all 217 episodes of Forte Catholic, go give them a listen because they're okay. They're mezzo. They're mezzo. They're, no, here's, here's what I'll say. Uh, sometimes in music, you can have like, like mezzo piano is like kind of quiet and mezzo forte is like kind of loud. I'll give them a mezzo forte, but they're crescendoing. They're getting better. They're learning from me. They're learning from the best. So they're getting better. Go yeah. listen to Clerically Speaking. John and I will be right back for our final segment. Do not go anywhere or John Else. will not know anything about Doritos. What a transition, Taylor. 
you're so good at this after making fun of your friends. We'll be right back. My friend Jennifer Fulweiler just released her new comedy special for free on Amazon Prime and Apple TV. She sent me like a little goodie package that I opened right here on the YouTube channel. Uh, watch it after you're done with this episode. Add it to the queue. Whatever. I unboxed it. Had a lot of fun with that. And then when you're done with this whole episode, go straight to Amazon Prime or Apple TV. Even if you don't have an account, you can watch it for free. It's called The Naughty Corner by Jen Fulweiler. Go watch it. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Stroll. That is And Jonathan. I am Jonathan. Uh, okay, good. <laughs> Once again, proving that our outros and intros are tremendous after making fun of our friends over at Collective Speaking. So I've always wanted to do that. Well, okay. Well, you could have told me before we started. No, I've always wanted to like surprise you and just shout out and interrupt you in the middle of the beginning of oh, the show. You need better goals. <laughs> well, what we're going to do, we're going to bring back another long forgotten segment. This is what happens when Taylor records two shows in four days. I run out of things to say, and we go back to old standing, tremendous segment ideas. You have never run out of things to say. Untrue. Uh, I just mask it well. So, uh, speaking ah, of... Mask our, it. Ah. <laughs> that, that, that doesn't mean anything. I so, made an Instagram <laughs> story the other day that was the funniest Instagram story I've made in a long time, and only one person replied to it, and I'm shocked. It might have been you. I think you were the one who replied to it. <laughs> the singing one where I was like, what was that song? Uh, I Can Breathe. Oh, yeah, I did. I did think it was funny. Anyway, continue. I This just proves once and for all, no matter what they say, John, I'm, t I'm on your team. I'm your only friend. Okay. Thank you. We're going to play a game, a segment here we call Life Verse. So mm -hmm. how this works is, uh, few know this. I've been given a perfect gift from God where okay. uh, if somebody needs a word of encouragement or a word, uh, uh, essentially some message from the Lord, the Lord works through me. Uh, he never works through me in my actual ministry, but in this particular case, he'll work through me in just mere seconds. And uh, if you need a, a word from the Lord from the scriptures, he tells me exactly what chapter and verse, in what book this verse is in, and that is your life verse. So we're going to start with you, John. I'm going to prove how good this is. Okay. So I, I promise you none of this is planned. I have my Bible app here on my phone, and I'm just going to say a quick prayer. Okay, I'm done. And the Lord is going to reveal to me the perfect life verse that you need to hear right now, okay? okay. So the Lord's telling me that yours is in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 4. Okay. When you read this, you can understand my insight into the mystery of Christ, which was not made known to human beings in other generations as it has now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit, that the Gentiles are co-heirs, members of the same body and co-partners in the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. And the reason this is your life verse, John, is because you have this tremendous gift of not just being somebody who's teaching people in the church, but you have this tremendous gift to reach out to other people saying that the message of the Lord is not just for those in the church, but it's for those outside that those people that you find on Twitch are co-heirs in Christ Jesus, just as we in the church are that those that you find on with all of your billion followers on Twitter and Facebook and, and Instagram. And even though they don't reply to anything you say, you are reaching them in a way that very few in the church are your life first straight from the word of the mouth of God. 
Do another one. This is amazing. <laughs> well, we have before I do another one, we have to see if you have the gift. Okay. And the only way that we can test if you have the gift <clears throat> is to see if it works for me. Okay. So say your quick prayer. Got it. Okay. Now uh, find find see what the, where the Lord leads you to a random right. verse in the Bible. Yep. Yep. And, We're going tell, Obadiah. Okay. Of course. Makes sense. There's only one chapter in Obadiah, so we're going to go to Obadiah chapter one. (laughs) On that day, verse eight, on that day, oracle of the Lord, will I not make the wise disappear from Edom and understanding from Mount Esau? Can I do two verses? Sure. Taman, your warriors will be terror stricken so that everyone on Mount Esau will be cut down because of violence to your brother Jacob, disgrace will cover you. You will be done away with forever. <laughs> Taylor, please, please explain. <laughs> Taylor, this is the opposite of what the Lord thinks about you. Okay. You see Edom betrayed Judah, but you, even though sometimes you think that by not praying enough or not being holy enough that you're betraying God, you really aren't. You keep going back to him in mercy and he welcomes you back every single time. And he wants you to know that he sent his son after Obadiah happened so that people like you would be able to live in mercy and in freedom, knowing that you are loved by God and that he does not cast you out into the darkness. You're a snake oil salesman because we all know that why that verse applies to my life is that right at the beginning, it said that wisdom is disappearing right before your eyes and <laughs> you're watching the show. And all wisdom has disappeared. <laughs> that was perfect. It was pretty good. You're very kind. And you're okay at this. Let's see if you can get better. Okay. So we're going to test each other now. Uh, so now, who would you like me, anybody living, dead, who would you like me to give a life verse for? For, for you to give one to? Yes. Mitch now, Trubisky. We're, we're, we're taking turns. Mitch Trubisky, obviously from Habakkuk, chapter 2, verse 11. For the stone in the wall shall cry out, and the beam in the frame shall answer it. So we know that Mitch Trubisky is the stone in the wall, and he is crying out, Lord, more playing time. Lord, help me win. (laughs) But the beam in the frame, the beam in the frame that answers is Nick Foles. And he is saying, I am here. God cannot hear you. I am your quarterback. I like that. That was funny. That was funny. This is fun. <laughs> okay. Uh, I would like you to give a life verse for our good friend, Father Anthony Schropp. Okay. I thought you were going to say live. I really did. For some reason, I thought you were going to say live. This is I was father. going to say somebody else, but we'll get to that later. Okay. Father Anthony, of course, is going to be coming from Ezra. I, I thought you were saying like, like Father Anthony of newcastle you were like of course i'm like where is course (laughs) no no this is uh this is going to be ezra okay one of my favorite star wars characters wait is there really a star wars character named ezra he's the primary person in star wars rebels the best star wars storytelling please go on okay um (laughs) hold on i have to i I was gonna pick this random verse but i can't because it's just a list of names so here we go ready it's, uh, hey, it's, no, no, no. That just sounds like one of his homilies. <laughs> right? It's going to be Ezra, and it's going to be starting with verse 3, chapter 10. Chapter 10, verse 3, Ezra, for Father Anthony, okay? Life, Father Anthony, here is your life verse from Ezra 10, verse 3. Let us therefore enter into a covenant before our God to dismiss all foreign wives 
and the children born of them. What? In keeping with what you, my Lord, advise, and those who are in dread of the commandments of our God, let it be done according to the law. Rise then, for this is your duty. We are with you, so have courage and act. (laughs) And this is just a confirmation really of the vocation of the priesthood that it's god has given perfect. father john, anthony john i have never never in my life encountered another person with this gift <laughs> i've tried to do it with so many other people no one can do this and he you, just needs to dismiss all foreign wives and children born of them i i he has <laughs> <laughs> you're i i am baffled it's never gone. It always goes well. Every time I do this, I'm perfect at it. But no yeah. one else has ever done this so well. Uh, so this is fun. This is fun. Let's keep going. Who would you like me to give a life verse for at this moment? I want you to give a life verse to Joel Saponic. Joel Saponic, your good friend, the the person behind all of your body transformation as you go through all of your your That's workouts right. and you're you're doing great, you're looking great. Uh, Joel, the workout freak, the life teen man extraordinaire. I, I I've I've met him in person for longer than I've met you. <laughs> so, wow. Our friend from from the chapter of Philemon, Philemon. How do you say it? Philemon. No, it's Philemon for sure. Uh, <laughs> I hope it is. For I have experienced much joy and encouragement from your love because the hearts of the holy ones have been refreshed by you, brother. Is this not perfect for Droll? Perfect. He is one of the most encouraging people I've ever known. It talks about experiencing joy and encouragement from his love. I have gone to youth ministry trainings with him, and most youth ministry trainings are super boring, but he was very encouraging to us. I got to meet him after. He had been on the show before, so it was like this cool meeting of like, we had met through the computer screen before, but now we meet. He is such a loving person. You You have talked at length about his love for you as a brother, this is perfect. I am so good at this. It's unbelievable. You are really good at this, but I would argue that I'm better because it's harder to use the Old Testament and I've done it twice now. I, you have used the Old Testament twice as well. This is my first New Testament one. And no. I first. Yep. What did you do first? Habakkuk. What did you do second? I have no idea. The Lord, it's like confession. I get the second, gift and then I you, forget No, no, first you did Ephesians. Okay, okay, fine. Do your next one. <laughs> I'm going to do the New Testament finally because it's way easier in the New Testament. Okay. This is the one I wanted to do earlier. Okay. And this is where it gets dangerous. This is where we really test your skill. You can do it for random people. We can make jokes about Father Anthony all that you want. We can, you can make jokes about me all that you want. But to really test your skill at this, to see if you are as good of a Padawan as I think you are, Cynthia Blevins, the lovely mother of the Blevins family. Let's see what you got. This is where the rubber meets the road, my friend. Mama Blevins? No cheating. Pick the Let's make it pick. tough. Let's go. We're going to go Revelation. Okay. Give me Revelation. 12. Okay. All right. <clears throat> a great sign appeared in the sky. A woman clothed with the sun. Oh, Jonathan, you are cheating. I'm not cheating. You are cheating. I did so not have much. it memorized. <laughs> You're so cheating. <laughs> the moon under her feet and on her head, a crown of 12 stars. She was with child and wailed aloud in pain. <laughs> as she labored no to give way. birth. I promise you, I did not no know. Way. There's okay, no Jody's way. here. Jody's here. She's <laughs> never, ever been on the podcast. You will, you will hear her say yes or no right now. Jody, do you think 
that I have Revelation chapter 12, verse one memorized as the woman and the dragon. Jody, Jody Blevins, I need you to push back on his safari that he just used to search the internet because he just he just searched uh, Bible verses about mobs. I promise you, <laughs> look, 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 Jody, Jody, come here, come here. Just, just confirm this is true. Just confirm this is true. What is my what is my history say that the last four things on Google right here? G O I, N A B Bible, gospel hymnal songs. Our Doritos tortilla chips. <laughs> That's it. I promise. Oh my goodness! I I will never believe you. I will. I never know you won't, but I'm telling you, I believe myself, and it's amazing. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude, you've got the gift. You've got the gift. Thanks, I've bro. never met anyone else with the gift. I've been doing this game privately for seven years, <laughs> and it's the greatest thing I've ever invented in my life. And no one else has ever been this good at it. So here's how we have to end. I, I, we can't we can't end on a better one than that. So we're, <laughs> we're going to cut this a little short. And all we're going to say is like the difference. What is the difference? We, we, we proved earlier that you have uh, you, you have a complete degree from a fake university and I have half a degree from a real university. So we're about the same. So yeah. but but I still need you to explain to me what's the difference between public revelation and private revelation? What? Where is that coming from? Is it not obvious? <laughs> no. Okay. Oh, so public I'm very confused. Public revelations yeah. are are things like the scriptures. It's it's something that God has revealed to us right. in the in public, public and yeah. for the public. And then private's right? just for us. Private is just for us. Uh, all of these things from life verse are private revelations. You don't have to believe them if you want to. <laughs> so when somebody says, you know, oh, our lady of Medjugorje said that you need to do this. It's the same as me saying that you have a life verse. Like our lady it, of the lake, <laughs> our lady of the lake, <laughs> like, you know, but like public revelations. So like Fatima, like that, that is a thing that the church has said is true. And we need to, we need to believe it. Right. So, uh, like private revelations are somebody like you know, a lot of times people be like, oh, we talked about people that are holier than us earlier. And like if somebody says, uh, oh, John, it was revealed to me that you need to uh, uh, abandon your wife and children and become a, a monk. It's like, OK, that's a holy option, but it's obviously not the right option. Like God wants you to stay married and take care of your kids. Right. Like that is your vocation. So but somebody, after that. <laughs> but if somebody has a private revelation what do you need to do you need to test that against right. public revelation you need to test that against the word of god you need to test that Take against the church teachings, that sort of thing test everything and retain what is good is something that it says in scriptures so like obviously we're playing this game and it's a lot of fun but it's also this conversation of like a lot of people's lives have been messed up by private revelation like there's a lot of times that i've i've heard of just just terrible things that have happened at at church events at ministry events where somebody's like uh, oh yeah, the, uh, in prayer. Oh, the Lord told me to tell you that uh, that the person you're dating isn't for you. It's like that wasn't from the Lord. That was from that person, right? And like, may, like they wanted to, to date you, right? Yeah, exactly. Like you need to be careful with that kind of stuff. So anytime you have a, a, pri a private revelation yourself, or somebody shares with you a private revelation, um, take you know, put that up against public revelation. And you know, there's wisdom in many counselors. Ask your other friends. Ask other people. Like one person saying they speak. Nobody can speak for the Lord, right? We're, we're, we we love how be. serious. I love how serious you are about this. After Taylor and I were joking. Hundred, hundred no, no, no. I wasn't. I'm a hundred percent. I have the gift, and we found that you have the gift. So all of those things were real private revelations, but you don't have to take them as such.
That's our show today. I'm Taylor Stroll. That is Jonathan Blevins. I am very clearly losing my voice. It's time to end this show. I'll be back next week. See See ya! Thanks so much for hanging out with us today on this episode. We have a favor to ask of you. Can you share this with a friend that you think might enjoy it? Who do you know that enjoys Catholicism and being silly? Like, who is that? Share it with them. Tag us on social media, at Forte Catholic on on Facebook, at Taylor Schroll on Instagram, at Forte Catholic, or at Taylor Schroll on Twitter. Tag us. We want to see you guys celebrating the holidays with us. Do it. Thanks so much. God bless. Enjoy your week. Ah!